Welcome to the Center for the Performing Arts at Penn State. I'm Communications Director Laura Sullivan, and you're in tune with Previews. <music> Stefan Harris, the leading vibraphonist of his generation, has composed a new work that he'll perform with Imani Wins. The half-hour-long composition, called The Anatomy of a Box, was co-commissioned by the Center for the Performing Arts. Previews editor John Mark Raffis speaks with Harris about what it took to create the music and his collaboration with the Woodwind Quintet. Harris also discusses his views on the nature of music and self-expression. We're excited to have you coming with Imani Wins to perform at our Schwab Auditorium on September 30th. And as you know, you're going to be uh, performing with them a work that you composed called A Sonic Painting in Wood, Metal, and Wind. Well, actually, the, the main title is called The Anatomy of a Box, and that's a subtitle. Anatomy of a Box? Mm-hmm. Where does the title come from? <laughs> well, the process of, of composing this piece involved a log drum, which is just a small box with several slits in it that are pitched, and I, I essentially start a loop with just a few pitches and compose everything in the entire piece based on this loop of the log drum. Interesting. Is the work fully composed, or are you still working on it? Oh, no, it's completed. And have you um, had any rehearsals yet with the group? Well, what we've done thus far is we've had a few sessions where we've talked about improvisation. Uh, I think one of the, the most significant parts of what, we, what we've done is the collaboration itself, as much as the piece. Uh, one of the things we did is we got together... I talked to them about what I could bring to the table. They told me about what they had already done, what they may be interested in, and where we could meet in the middle. And the topic of improvisation came up a lot. So I decided to create a piece and a system of improvisation to help them get started with this. So the piece involves a lot of improvisation. So we've done a few sessions to talk about that concept. Have you worked with Imani in the past, or is this the first time? No, this is... I'm, I, I've known them for quite some time. In fact, I went to college with a few of them. You went to school at the Manhattan School of Music, right? That's correct. But Toy Yen and I were an orchestra together. <laughs> Even at, at that young age, you were combining um, classical music and jazz. I see that you got your B.A. in classical music, and then you got a, a master's degree in jazz performance. So you certainly are not a stranger to trying to bring together the two genres of music. No, and in fact, it's it's not really a, in general, I don't think in terms of two different genres. I think in terms of authenticity and really being who you are and allowing whatever is inside of you to come out. And I think from my life experience thus far, clearly uh, Western music is a part of my development. So it comes out, but it comes out in a very organic manner. Now, when you are composing a piece that involves so much improvisation, how much gets actually written down on paper versus the musicians are going to create on stage that night? Well, the vast majority of it is, is written down. Uh, I'd say 95% of it is written down. And there are small sections where each, where each musician will be highlighted for improvisation. And will you be performing both vibraphone and marimba in the piece, or just one? Both. And in fact, uh, the parts are written for me, but I'm, I'm pretty uh, spontaneous, so I'm, I'm not even sure that I'll play my part the same way every time. <laughs> You're certainly known as a very high-energy musician who at least appears to enjoy performing live. Um, is that a fair characterization? 
Oh, of course. I absolutely love performing. It's one of the reasons I get out of bed in the morning. I'm completely fascinated with the science of music itself. And then to study, 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 get the opportunity to get on stage in front of an audience and to share your passion. That's what it's ultimately all about. My basic definition of music is that it's the science of organizing sound and silence into emotion. So ultimately, music is all about emotion in the end for me. So if, if I'm home alone, that's a very limited scope of emotion. <laughs> to be on stage and to share that energy and to pull the energy back from the audience, it's, just, it's an unbelievable experience, one of the greatest components of art. One of the more interesting things that I read about you when I was doing a little research was that you oftentimes will just find a, a location and just listen to sounds and try to identify as many sounds as you can. It -hmm. sounds like a very interesting way of of preparing yourself. Again, for me, it's the science of organizing sound and silence. So the first way that we interact with sound is through our ears. So for me, the most important element to being a musician, especially as it pertains to being an improviser, is your ability to listen, first and foremost. Once you can hear what's coming in, you can interpret it and figure out how to create something that would complement that which has already been said. The uh, work that you're creating for the performance with Imani Wins, I should point out, it uh, has its world premiere um, at Hancher Auditorium at the University of Iowa on September 25th, and then I believe we're the second date that you'll be performing it. Um, it was commissioned by the Music Accord, and Hancher, of course, and, and Penn State are, are members of that music consortium. What kind of mood or feeling are you trying to uh, convey to the audience in this piece, or is that really up to the audience? Oh, interesting. <laughs> the funny thing is I'm not sure that I thought in terms of the mood. For me, music is not so much a process of creativity. It's more of a process of discovery. So it's not that I sit down and I predetermine that I'm going to do this, this, and this. It's more that I sit down, I open my ears, and I take a look and see what's already there. So, for example, with the log drum concept, it's just a few notes So I took those few notes and I found every harmonic possibility that would support those few notes and created, to use the word create, I shouldn't use that word, and discovered a harmonic palette from which to write on. (laughs) How long is the piece? I think it's going to end up being about a half an hour. It's difficult to say without, um, first of all, having played it through from beginning to end. And also there's the, the element of improvisation, so it's probably slightly different lengths from night to night. I think a lot of people, um, when they think of vibraphone, the name that comes to mind is certainly Lionel Hampton, who's so closely associated with with the instrument, and and maybe a little more recently, gentlemen like Milt Jackson and and Gary Burton. Do you have any particular affinity with any of those musicians, or do you really feel like you're you're playing your own music in your own way? Well, I definitely feel that I'm playing my own music in my own way. In fact, I think that's inevitable. But... Certainly, Milt Jackson and Bobby Hutchison, Lionel Hampton, these are all influences of mine. In the end, I actually don't have a strong affinity for the vibraphone or marimba. I think that it's just a pile of metal and wood. It ultimately comes down to the story that's being told through the metal and wood. So it's, it's not so much about the instrument. If I weren't playing the vibraphone, I'd play something else. <laughs> right. When did you take up the instruments? How old were you? Um... Uh, let's see, I think I was in about 8th grade, maybe, 7th grade. I, I, what did I put in, like, 13 or so? 
But prior to that, even at that time in middle school, I played basically all the band instruments. I played like 20 instruments at a time, clarinet and trombone. I play a little bassoon. <laughs> so you were a show-off. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what happened is, is I, I was self-taught. I taught myself to read music at a very young age. So when I went to school and started to take lessons, I was more advanced than a lot of the other kids. So to keep me busy, the teachers would just give me different instruments to try on my own. Well, we're very much looking forward to uh, hearing the, the finished product, and it sounds like what we hear that night will be uh, a little bit different than what they hear in Iowa five days earlier and, and so on. That, that's pretty exciting. So in that regard, it'll be a unique performance. Yeah, I think one thing I would say about it is one of the things that I'm most excited about is I think it's, it's culturally relevant in that this period in American history with, in terms of chamber music, there is this idea that these boundaries are coming down. Mm-hmm. That you can take someone like myself who's coming primarily from the jazz world mixed with Imani, or coming primarily from the classical world, and find the middle ground. And I think what results in the end is true American chamber music. Tickets are on sale for Imani Wins with special guest Stefan Harris, September 30, 2009, at Schwab Auditorium. Order online at www.cpa.psu.edu or by phone at 1-800-ARTS-T-I-X. For the Center for the Performing Arts, I'm Laura Sullivan.